Yo. How y'all doing? Back at you with another episode of the Q&A Podcast. My, my name is Q. And equal. And today, we, the first topic we're about to get into is technology. Do you guys feel like technology is slowing us down as a generation? What's your thoughts, Neat? I think technology is slowing us down because it's making us, it's babying us in a way. Yeah. We don't know how to do anything naturally anymore because we're depending on technology to do it for us. For great example is using a GPS. Hmm. Now, not only has technology evolved and gave us GPSs to use into our phones, mm-hmm. but we also have the option of just simply sharing or sending your location of where you are. That is a fact. So, now with the GPS as being a thing, or a person could just, just send me a location, you don't have to know, alright, well, if you head north, go south, do this, do that. If a person say, get you by six, seven different steps and directions, you you don't have to be like, oh, I don't, I don't know how, like, say that again. You can just be like, just send me your location. Like, right. instead of explaining all that, just send me your location. So, um, that's one way is handicapping us. And- well, do you feel, <laughs> do you feel like that's the case for everybody? Because I can listen to somebody on the phone or they can give me some directions and I'll find it. I don't need the phone. As opposed to people that just use it, like for me, for speaking for me, I'll use it if I don't feel like, you know, uh, looking for what I'm looking for, you know what I'm saying, without it. So I'll just use it because it's quicker. Just be real here. It's quicker to just do that instead of, you know, trying to find it yourself, like for your own eyes driving around. Mm-hmm. But... Like I said, I can do both. I don't need the phone to find stuff. Like at for, as far as GPS purposes, I don't need the phone. But like I said, it's just a quicker thing for me. If I don't feel like looking for it, you know, I'll use the phone. If not, if it's like they give me direction, like you said, to make a left here, make a right here, I'll find it. I'm not that. I can remember stuff, but everybody doesn't have that ability. So I can under I can understand why. <laughs> So people are using, you know, the phone is, you know, that's the, that's their first option. Right. But I don't know. I'm in between because there's many ways that it's slowing us down. Mm-hmm. GPS is one of them. Uh, you look, also- trying to, I feel like it kills creativity in a way. Wow. What do you mean? Instead of using your own thoughts, you're looking up on Google, Bing. Uh, Yahoo, whatever, whatever search engine you use, you're looking it up and you're not using your own thoughts. You're looking at other people's thoughts. True, because I feel like that also has to do with like sometimes when people are looking up different like um, styles or different ways of doing certain things, you already know I'm going to just look it up, I'm going to just look it up, I'm going to just look it up. Instead of like like you said, letting your creative juices flow. Right. Well, what about technology slowing us down as far as what about the, what do you call it? The voice memo, like not the voice memo, but the, just the voice button where you can tell the phone what to do, like Siri, call this person, or instead of typing your words when you're texting, you can say, I do not want to do this, this, that, and the third, 
and it'll type that for you instead yeah. of you know how to spell. Or feel, like I've seen like, people do that when they can't spell a word, they say it and make the thing type it for them. I've seen right. that. I feel like that's a good feature in a way, mm-hmm. but I feel like when you abuse it or OD with it, you know, it can become a problem. Yeah. If you're just using it like me, for I'm speaking for me, I just use it when I really like when my hands I can't use my hands or something like that. Right. I'll use it then. But other than that, I'm not using it. If I can use my hands, I'm gonna use my hands. But, you know, I can't speak for everybody. Some people use it a lot. <laughs> like I said, they they old they overuse it and that's when it becomes a problem. So what's your I think that's true. I try to only use it the same thing, like if my hands are preoccupied, if like I'm cooking or if I'm typing at the moment uh, if I'm like on the computer typing homework or something like that so it is it is a convenient setting on the phone but a lot of people use that and that's just what they do like I pay attention now to a lot of kids technology is taking a lot of kids attention as well so I've noticed how some I've noticed children who are three or four years old they already know how to go to YouTube, how to press that speaker button and say PJ Masks and the phone will put in PJ Masks and PJ Masks episodes or videos will pop up for them because, of course, they don't know how to spell it at the moment. But is that teaching them how to, like, what is that really teaching them? It's teaching them how to use technology Yeah. because they are being born in a technology age. When we were younger, we didn't have what they have. Like right. we didn't have all those, you know, those opportunities and resources. They had. They're growing up in the age where you got iPhones. Yeah. Uh, Samsung Galaxy. I think they're growing. I think they're growing up. This is like the best time. We had for MP3 them. players, and <laughs> we we had first. We generation. had little games right. to play, but we had, yeah, but that that goes into another conversation of kids and technology and how. Um, how kids don't want to play outside anymore. They rather oh, use technology. But I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't going to take it there. That's another route. You're right, but... That's another yeah. conversation. We'll get into that. But, later. yeah, <laughs> I don't think... It's teaching them to, you know, to do, to learn how to use technology. At a, as they grow up, they'll be they'll become more tech savvy mm-hmm. because they've learned... They've, they've been using it since they were, you know, a toddler, you mm-hmm. know, three or four or five years old. So, That's yes, true. that hinders, I feel like that hinders, you know, their creativity and their learning abilities. Yeah, because... Only when it's not used in an appropriate way. When you use technology for a child, if if, it's, if half of it's educational, if they're learning something on the phone instead of looking up, you know, videos or cartoons and stuff like that, games. Right. Then, you know, you can balance it. It's, it's all about a balance, you know, with technology to me. That's that goes true. for adults. Adults as too. well. Like, yeah. If you can find a balance between, you know, your real life and what you do in real life and, you know, whatever you do on your phone, whether it's social media, taking pictures, videos, anything, any content, honestly, that you absorb, if you can find a balance between it, I feel like it, it's, it'll work out. I just feel like when you have more a more percentage of technology over your real, the real life, thing going yeah, on. That's when it becomes, you know, an issue. But then I also feel like it gives the it lets them know that they have an outlet because for one, I personally feel that kids to a certain extent at a certain age 
shouldn't be using the phones for those little things like in case like a serious scenario is to keep them calm but excuse me but i also noticed that don't, don't a put, lot of kids they're they're getting easily addicted to that right don't put a, a a media device in a child's face just just for just because you want them to be quiet it's not gonna help yeah because they just get addicted to it right and then now you can't use your like i have kids that um come to my job at the daycare and instead of the parents letting them come to play with the other kids they're letting the kids bring tablets. They're letting them bring, like, gaming systems to play. Little whatever you call them now. But they're letting them bring those. And those kids are sitting there being non-interactive with the other kids. But it's also, I feel like it's teaching them to, okay, well, now I have an outlet. If I can't spell it, I can just ask the phone That's a fact. how to spell it. Because kids have plenty enough sense to where they can understand that, like, wow, I said it and the phone gave me what I asked for. So when they get it, if if that continues to happen, like if they're continuing to use the phone more and more and more and more, even another year, two years on. So when they turn five or six and it's time for grade school, but they can't spell a certain word or they can't count to a certain extent, the phone will tell them. Right. So I feel like it handicaps the kids and it handicaps the adult slows them down in a way at the same time. Yeah. Which is not good though. You just have <laughs> to learn how to, you know, unplug. Yeah. You know, and just figure out, okay, how much content am I going to consume today? Mm-hmm. You don't think about that when you're on the phone. Though. You just, you, right. you unlock the phone, boom, you're right and there. You know you another good thing? Click up a button, you can get to anything you want. You know another thing I just noticed too? Like, when you're on the phone, and like you just said, you just be on it doing nothing, whether it's on social media, you just on YouTube. You notice how fast time goes when you just on these apps, Randomly not doing scrolling. nothing, yeah. just scrolling, just yeah. doing this. You spend all your time on social media time. accounts. You know how much time you... That's why that, you know, they have it now where you can look up how much time you've been spending on each app. So... Yeah. And that's good. I had to do that for myself. I'm not even going to lie. I had to do that for myself at one point. I had to... I could feel myself relying on the phone or the app for when I'm bored. Mm -hmm. But I was like, you shouldn't be bored because you should be still doing something continuously, productively. So, what are you doing wrong that's leading you in all this boredom? So where you have to keep relying, keep going, keep going to this app. And then I was like, let me, I'm going I'm to really check myself. Like, I told myself, like, pay attention to yourself. So, I started to go to that setting. And once I realized the amount of hours I was spending on the app in one day, I said, okay, that's way too much. It's so much more you could be doing. So... I created a type of system for myself. I came up with a list of things that need to be done for me, whether I need I had a homework assignment need to be done or whether I need to finish something for work, mm-hmm. whether like anything that you know cuz I feel like as people there is always something we need to improve on or That's that we right. should be working towards or that we should be doing. Whether it's your reading, you can be 
a college graduate, but you can never stop learning. So I told myself, okay, it's all you got all these lists of things you can do. So when you find yourself bored, you know what? What can I do? I go to that list and I say, you know what? I'm gonna do what's number three on this list right now. And I found myself not even an hour throughout the whole day on the app. I had to like I had to do like a reality. It's very time consuming <laughs> and you can really soak up a lot of content and you know and <laughs> however time however much time it takes. I mean if you if you really look at a day's worth of what you've done right. on a on a on a media device. It doesn't even have to be a phone. The computer, mm-hmm. uh, a tablet, um, the fire stick, uh, TV, you know. Because there's so many things, things on there for all you All of those do. things combined add up to who knows. Yeah. Everybody has a different, you know, limit. But I agree. It's, <laughs> man, it's just a lot, you know. You just, like I said, you just have to learn to unplug from it sometimes. Because it can take over your mind a little bit. Right. And I feel like it gives you... It gives you a different way of thinking. Like it, it, it alters, you know, your thinking process when it mm-hmm. comes to certain things. That's what I took from it. Cause I have, I've, you know, experienced where I've been looking at things, you know, in my in my phone, mm-hmm. say like social media, and it it really just, you know, tweak things like in in real life. Yeah. And I'm like, this is. <laughs> I had to catch myself because I'm like, this can't be real. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. It was just because I was so, like, focused. I, was, I wasn't focused, but I was so drawn, know, drawn in, in like, to my phone. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, man, like, I've been, I missed opportunities because I was in my phone. Right. <laughs> and I know another thing that helped me realize it, I really, I was like, when I have to start saying, okay, the day's over with. What did I do today besides work and besides school? What, because it's what most 21, 22 year olds are doing right now, work and school or something, one, one of the two of that nature. So I had to say, What else did you do today? And once I got to the point where I was like, Wow, it's already seven o'clock at night, or Wow, it's already three in the afternoon, or <clears throat> whatever time it was. I had to say the day went by fast, but I feel like when you're productive and when you're not just killing the time on those apps, the time goes by a little slower. So you can sit there and say, okay, well, the day's going by at a good pace. The time's going by a little slow. So I really feel like, yeah, I don't know. You got to really watch yourself because technology is slowing us down. And it's making us very codependent on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, one last thing with technology. Another thing, what do you do when you don't know how to do something? Whether it's cooking or whether it's fixing something. I mean, you or look, building something. You look it up on YouTube or Google. Exactly. I mean, but that is that's a good thing and a bad thing. Only yes. because everybody can't get you know the the right information. Correct. Even though it's a bunch of content out there that you can look up and it's mm-hmm. right there. But as far as if you didn't use the phone, <clears throat> what if you have a bunch of people around you that don't know that don't know how right. to do it? You right. Know? Like what do you do? That goes back to um not learning how to 
or understanding how to read steps. Because remember, right. like, we were watching this football player put, uh, to put a, a, a bed set together. together for his kids. Yeah. <clears throat> but instead of just going on YouTube and watching them be like, okay, so this he goes here. He, he sat the there and read the man and read the steps. But did. how many people can sit there, take the have the patience as well right. to spend a few hours reading a manual and following the directions? Because a lot of the times in the manuals, it's explained a little differently. Sometimes. I mean, it's pretty, I think they're straightforward to me. It just depends on the but some, but It depends on what you're building. Correct. But some people also don't know yeah, how it, you to have like a, a read whole, instructions and apply it. I think they, they're scared of the whole, like, it's a screw, four screws here. You know, a bunch of stuff all it's in a one lot. that you have to put together yourself. Right. I think it's just, they look at it, it's like, oh, man. <laughs> but, I, but like you said, I think if, I think if that's throwing you off, then it's challenging your brain and your brain, like, it's a challenge for your brain. It is. To see how it works, how it thinks, how it can put together those words, those instructions, and apply it to what's right in front of you. Yeah, I just think it comes down to just fear and, um, you know, patience, like you said like, before. Yeah, because some people not, won't try. not patient enough to do that. Right. They don't want to put in the time to just be like, okay, I did this myself. I didn't have to use YouTube. I didn't have yeah. to use Google. Right. So, yeah. Even, um, it's just so many things. Like, I feel like the list can go on and on as far as how technology is handicapping us, slowing us down, and how now it's becoming a natural response for people to say, just look it up on YouTube, just look it up. So we just have to be very cautious of what we're doing and how we're letting te- how how we are letting technology help us in certain areas. Right, I agree. So that wraps up this portion of the Q and A podcast. All right, see you guys in the next video. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe, hit the like button, and comment another topic, what you would like us to talk about. What you liked about this podcast Mm -hmm. and any other topics that you want to see us talk about. All right, see you guys Without further ado. Bye. We're back at it again. What's up, you guys? It's your boy Q. And Equal. We're back at you with another uh, segment of the Q&A podcast. Today, we're going to talk about Apple and Samsung upgrades. Do you feel like we need more upgrades, Nick, from Apple and Samsung? More referred. Let me get more specific. Preferably the iPhones (laughs) and the Galaxy S's. No, I feel that Apple is starting to see that people... I feel like people are starting to see Apple's little tricks. For one, people are tired. Of, I think people are tired of, of of upgrading. If you're new to the upgrading thing, then okay, some people may be a little excited still when it's a new iPhone. But now I feel like Apple's getting a little big headed with it. Like they see that people were veering towards the iPhone, so instead of coming out with a new one once a year, it's like a new one every like six months or five months or. It's the same phone, they just made it a little bigger. Or they called it, instead of an X, it's an XS or an XR or, like, I feel like they're getting a little big at it. And I think people are starting to realize we're, we're spending and they're getting more expensive. Right. From my own experience and from my, excuse me, from my own research, 
Apple and Samsung both have seen a decline in sales. Mm -hmm. One of those reasons is because people are satisfied with the phone they already have. Right. They're not willing, the, the consumer is not willing to pay the amount of money that they want that Apple and Samsung are putting forward for a new phone. That's so they they don't want to pay the money and they, they you know they're satisfied with the product that they already have mm -hmm. so they're not going in the store anymore or going online to buy a new iPhone or buy a new Galaxy and that's completely understandable I feel the same way there's I feel like there's no I, I think they should slow the process down I, I really think so I don't that's think they I mean. should stop making them but if they slow them down to like every year well, maybe back year to and like a half once a year, year, yeah. then you know I, I think it'll be, you know, better, you know. I think they should give people time, like you said, slowing to it down. The product, give right? people a second to Enjoy see it, your product, yeah. to crave it, to want it. Because you got to remember, iPhones, you know, they starting off at what, like 600 all the way up or something like that? 600 bucks all the way up? Yeah, for the new one, aren't you? So well, for the well, old eight, ones, eight like... Up, yeah. yeah. So you got to remember, people... It's everybody can't just go in Apple and drop seven hundred dollars, six, seven hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred, a thousand dollars on the phone. Not every six months. Right. So some maybe give, you know, the people who may need okay a month to get it, then they can get it. Instead of letting them get the phone and then two months later you dropping out a new phone and they're like, Okay, dang, but I just got this one. Because a lot of people want to be able to say, I have a new iPhone. That's sadly, but that's the reality. People are judging <clears> other <throat> people off Just the, the phone, phone they you have. have. Your income. That's sadly the reality. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> so, give your users a second to everyone to be able to get that phone, get that phone, let them use it, okay. And then when they're like, oh, wow. You know, once they get used to that phone for a little while, it'll make the new upgrade seem like so much more. Because mm -hmm. I know that's what made... The main thing that started drawing people to Apple was the camera and FaceTime. Okay. But they kept coming out with new phones. So that feature wasn't a surprise anymore. It, got, it started getting a little old. Okay. So now we're going to come out with this. We're going to come out with that. We're going to come out with better camera settings. Okay. Because I remember, like, I think the 7 was one of the first ones to, like, really, really started getting good camera, like, vision. But they kept going with it, like, back to back to back to back to back. So it's just, I don't know. I just think they're doing too fast. They're going too fast with making new ones. And they're getting so much more expensive. The latest iPhone, I think, costs $1,100, over $1,100. So it's just like, okay, right. why at right. that point? <laughs> it's, you know, I don't think they're, right now, it's about, they, as you can see, they're limiting their, you know, supply and they're raising the prices. So it's not too many phones available right now as far as Apple. Mm -hmm. It's not too... They're only selling like three or four phones right now only because people are not buying them like they used to like a couple of years ago. Right. So they, they limited the supply and raised the price. But now, you know, as you see, they're, they're, I believe they're going to start coming out with more promotions. 
just to get those phones off the shelves. Yeah, because that decline in price, um, that decline in sales, it it really hurt them. You know, them and Samsung. Not not just not speaking about Apple, but Samsung as well. Mm -hmm. They seen declines because people are not buying the phones anymore. Right, and now that you say that, I think. Like you said, they've seen the decrease in sales and how not many people are as excited for another new... Because after a while, I was like, okay, another new iPhone. What is so special about this one? Because if my 7 has a good camera, and or if I get the 8, okay, I don't need to keep going three, four phones down later down the line for a better camera, 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 camera. After a while, people are starting to realize by the time you've been unbought two or three iPhones, you could have bought a legitimate real camera out of the camera store or whatever the case may be and people are starting to realize that so like you said with the promotions i think um i've seen they've tried to get smart and say oh if you trade in your old iphone we'll give you a some money off to get the new one because they got to sell the new ones so that just makes me question okay if i give y'all my old iphone what y'all finna do take it back to the the factory and see if you can just turn that one into a new one like what are you doing with it have you ever thought about that yeah i mean iphones don't even have the best camera that's the crazy part samsung the samsung's galaxy, the coming up too are their their cameras are more high quality mm-hmm. so i don't even think is people have gone from the you know i'm buying the phone for the camera purposes correct because like you said, a lot of people are investing in real money, ones as well. Right, if that money is spent, you know, I mean, saved up, you know, from the times you buy this phone, two mm-hmm. years later you upgrade, two years later you upgrade. Like she said, you can buy a whole camera. You can have, you, a, can, <laughs> you yeah. know, what I'm saying? And, and you can take your own pictures. You know, right. You but, yeah, I I just feel like, not even just for phones, they have other products. You know, Apple and Samsung both have other products, laptops tablets mm-hmm. and everything and uh people are it's so much you know it's a whole quality a whole catalog of you know electronics available now it's not just they're the big dogs don't get me wrong samsung and apple are the big dogs of the technology market but you have so many other companies now that sell similar products that people are investing in because you know some people feel like they're tired of seeing the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, like you said. And uh, like I said, they, they're just satisfied with the stuff that they have. I yeah. mean, if you're not going to change too it's much about like, the phone, what is it? if you're not going to change too much about the products that you're upgrading, then what's the point of buying it? And I feel like people also are seeing how, like, Apple's new tricks and the phones don't even last. My thing is, exactly. I think that's the number one thing people are starting to re- people are starting, starting to realize the flaw, the real flaws in iPhones. Right. Um, for one, the phone don't last. It starts doing little stuff. I heard somebody say recently, you know, it seemed like when they're coming out with a new one, my old one starts to act up. So it's just like <clears throat> so the phone true. don't have that much storage space. Oh, you can't download this. Oh, you like. You got only you can only do this on your phone through this app. And they're also like, fragile. Throw that in there too. Vi- oh. you you drop it from like of of couple inches even, off the ground. I have an Android. It's crack. I still have from like three years ago. Not one crack on the screen. I use it almost every day for other purposes. Not one crack in the screen. Exactly. 
Your iPhone, you drop it one solid time, the whole entire screen shatters. I do not understand. <laughs> what, like, I don't, even, I've even had it to one point, and it's like, oh, get a screen protector, get a case. That don't help. I've had, right. I've had it at one point where my iPhone had a whole screen protector on it, a glass screen protector. The screen protector was cracked, and the phone mm-hmm. still cracked underneath the screen <laughs> protector. So it just was like, uh, why? Yeah, what's the point? And, and, and I just think Apple needs to just be a little more realistic, like, make the phones a little more sturdy. Make all of or, them like waterproof, know, like something. Change, Give us something. Change the screen, you know, like use yes. a different screen. And all they did the now was take off the home button. <laughs> off the new iPhones. And if anything, that was a little more helpful because what if your screen cracks? How are you going to get to your home now? That's a fact. So, even, I don't know. They just, <laughs> they losing it. They done took away the headphone jack. Just to, and that was they did that to be slick though because that forces you to either buy an adapter to still use the headphone jack, or like you can only like, like what is they doing? What is they doing? I feel like it's just yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, Apple has a lot more uh, features too. You could you could you could do whatever you Mm -hmm. wanted on your on your Android though. I remember back when we was kids, like middle you school days. Can. The new ones, you can do a lot more stuff. I remember you can like do the same things you could on, as the older ones, but they have new features now where you can do different things. That's it, another thing. They're they're in competition for a reason, but right? Samsung, you can do different things that you can't do on the, on the iPhone. I mean, yeah. So and vice versa, but I feel like you know it's been so normalized in today's society where you have to have an iPhone. Mm-hmm. You have to buy. You have to have products from Apple. Like I said, people judge you now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you look at a certain way. Oh, you don't have an iPhone, or you know this and that. And then you know the Samsung lovers are the same way. Oh, you got an iPhone. I don't tell iPhone. people. I don't even do people like that no more. Exactly. I like when I first got my I iPhone. I was like, ooh. Two iPhones later, been. I'm like, keep your Android. You're not missing out on anything. I honestly miss because it. now <laughs> I'm an iPhone user, but. Now, you can FaceTime now on anything. They have apps you can download on your Android to FaceTime. Instagram now has a FaceTiming tool, things like that. You can video call people. So, Apple's not beating anybody with that anymore. And like you said, the Androids are improving their cameras. They've been so They always have. Well, not back then, but now they've they've been having better cameras. Besides the, the sharing your years. location thing, that's I feel like that's the last thing that they have that Androids don't. And we haven't had new Androids, so we don't know. They may have them. They may. I think they'll, if they don't have them already, I think they'll get them really, really soon. But honestly, if you're sending somebody an address, the same address you're at, you're fine. I think you can live without that share my location thing. That's... Right. Crazy. That's why we have, you know, maps and exactly. all those other apps that'll show you how to get their GPS system. So that brings yeah. me back though, because another thing, I'm Apple has the same old model like and material. Like Androids at least come in different looks, textures and things like that. But Apple has the same look. Even in your settings on the phone, it looks the same. Versus Androids, I remember a day where you could decorate your whole text mess. Like when you go to click on your text messages, mm-hmm. uh, you can have for every contact you had, you can have their picture pop up 
under the text messages, it showed you exactly how many text messages you, like you guys had. Like it'll say like you guys have four hundred text messages yeah. Yeah, with Kim, and then with John you got two hundred and thirty five. I believe or, you still can do that. Like, or yeah. you can color it like you can. It was a you lot can. you could do. There, you can download apps where you can customize your phone. You can't do that with a with a with an iPhone. You can't exactly. do that. <laughs> yeah, you can't. It was so because I remember like I remember seeing people. That's what made and people's have, phone different. As you can well. have ringtones. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> ringtones! That's what made a person's phone different, though. Like the different things you could do with your phone, how you could make your phone look. People could have little. They could turn their real pictures into like a little sketch and put that as their screensaver. Oh, oh. And now, as soon as your phone ring on the iPhone, you got six different people looking at their phones. Is that mine? Is that yours? That's right. you? That's me? Everybody uh, the same. We all sound right. the same, like like we robots or something. Right. Versus back in the day, somebody had T-Pain, somebody had Lil Wayne, somebody had... Exactly. It was That's funny, though. And you can just look up... And, and you could pick what part of the song sometimes you want it to be your ring. Right. Song. That's what I'm saying. You could pick what you want. <laughs> your phone would ring, you would get happy. Cause you start singing your song, you exactly. like, oh, you like, hold on, let the phone I used ring, to let it ring, let it ring, ring last, so you can hear it, to the and then be like, hello, um, you made me want to hear the song, nah, yeah, that was fire. Or that somebody, or or if you heard somebody else's song, you like, hey, that's your phone, like, right. you get happy. Now I you had, just like, I had text message uh, <laughs> tones too. I'll yeah, crop, you could crop yeah. a song, a crop of ad lib from a song, and that'll be my text message. <laughs> you can do that. Oh, and and you could download like something from YouTube. Like right now, how we have memes, you could download like some type of little clip that everybody talking about, and make that as your ringtone too. Like, it was so much you can do. Um, wow. Those were the days, though. It was. Your yeah. phone was like your baby because you put so much time into creating it into your own personal thing. That's a fact. That was a Those were the good days. Snapple fact, man. I'm going to do that one day. No lie. <laughs> I'm going <a>, to <laughs> switch from iPhone, go back to Android. I'm going to get a ringtone. I want my phone to play and I want to see how people react. <laughs> yeah, you should do that. I want to see, like, me in a restaurant. <laughs> My ringtone start playing, but see that was the bad Taking thing. Back, no. Oh wait, <laughs> that was the the only down part of that though. If you was young, cause some people had their ringtones like crazy stuff. You don't want to yeah, be playing can, like it, it, very explicit. You, know? you don't want to be playing like Megan Stein or uh, uh, I don't know somebody nasty. Like you don't want to be playing no explicit stuff, and you, your song just bust out and play in the restaurant, and everybody like. Mm-hmm. What you listening to? Talking about legs on the bed, sex and my stuff. Like, nah, that's a little. <laughs> everybody gonna look at you like you're crazy, but. Right. Those yeah. are the days, man. Yeah, man. Apple, y'all better either step your game up. I'm converting back one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you can see, this turned into an Alvarez Samsung thing. Wasn't trying to take it there, but hey, that wraps up this video. We'll see um, you guys in the next one. <laughs> see you guys next time. Like, right. comment, and subscribe. So follow let us, us on know. Instagram, follow us on Twitter. Links will be in the description. And uh, and follow us on your podcast up on your phone. If you can't get to YouTube and you just want to hear us, we'll leave a description for that as well. How to get to that. And you guys comment some topics you want to hear us talk about as well. And we'll see you guys later. <laughs>
Back up? at you again with another Q&A podcast. My name is Quentin Welcher. And Nico. And today's topic is, do you trust vibes? Do you trust vibes? Yes and no. I feel like you're... Because I feel like vibes can play a trick on you because a person can make you feel good one way like y'all could have good vibes at first but i feel like you should more so trust it shouldn't be just the vibes it should be the vibes and the communication and the conversation and like what they're talking about and who they are because a person could be bad a bad person but giving you good vibes in the beginning just to like woo you over Mm -hmm. so i feel like you can't necessarily just trust Especially not the vibes like in the beginning, cause that's that's technically what that is. Like you trust in the vibes and the instinct of the person when y'all first start talking or whatever the case may be. So no. That's completely understandable. So it's a yes for you. Yes, you could no no. You can't trust vibes. So you don't trust any vibes. Not like I was saying, not a hundred percent. Like I trust, I trust them because not everybody can have good energy. But I can't. Like you talking about, like okay, like when getting in a relationship or somebody I like or starting a date or whatever the case may be, I can't just trust the vibes you give off. Like, uh, I can't just trust vibes. So that's why I said no. But the question is, do you trust them at all? It's not anything further. Just do you trust the, the vibes? Like, Do you trust the energy that they're giving off to you? Well, you put it like that, yes. But that's the question. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Not anything further than that. We're not talking about what happens after them. After you do trust the vibes. We're just talking about you meeting somebody or you're around a group of people or you're out and about. And different people are giving off different vibes. Like, do you trust it? You've never met a person in day in life. But they're giving off this type of vibe to you. Like, how do you handle that? Hmm. I say... I don't know. I can't necessarily say, like, I can trust it. It's not, it's, it can't be just, I don't know, it can't just be like a yes or no for me because I feel like, I don't know. No, I'm going to just stick with no, that I can't trust it. Okay. Well, I I trust vibes only because people give off certain energies, you know, towards other people. And especially a person that you may not know. Sure, there's times where people act differently when they first meet you and then you get to really meet them and you know they're a totally different person. You may like them. But that goes to tell me if you're giving off a certain vibe, maybe you're going through something, maybe, you know, you know, you you got a lot going on in your head. So That's partially why I can't trust it. That's that's negative vibes. Good vibes are, you know, that person is you know speaking to you they're they're communicating with you they're being open you know what i'm saying and 
I trust those type of vibes. So I say yes for me, only because I feel like if you're gonna give off whatever you give off to another person is really, you know, what I'm saying. I guess whatever you're going through at the moment. Right. So whether it's a good vibe, bad vibe, you know what I'm a saying? A person, like you said, like a person could be go- going through something. So your vibe can always change. Your vibe is like according to like your mood a little bit, I feel. Because you could be a really good person and having a horrible day. So you may be giving off bad vibes that day. So that's why I say I can't just trust vibes because... What if it's just not your day, like that day? And I'm basing you as a whole person just off that. Or, like, I don't know. That's, just, that's, why I can't, that's one reason why I can't just base it off that. Cause. It's not just based off that. We're literally just talking about vibes. That's it. Not trusting the person. None of that. Just vibes. I trust it because if you're going to do that, you know what I'm saying, first impressions are everything. True. And when people, you know, when you meet different people, you know what I'm saying, they'll give you different out, you know, different looks. But I feel like people just, like you said, they, they moves, your vibes can change. You know what I'm saying? People be in different moods. So for you to, you know, give off, show a, different, a, a vibe that you're going through when you meet somebody or... You know, in any scenario, when you're giving off a vibe around people that you don't know and stuff like that, you know, it goes to show you who you are a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Because you wouldn't be giving off that vibe if you, you know, if you, were, if you weren't going through something or if you weren't doing the things that you were doing or if you weren't thinking about the things that you were doing. But, you know, giving off vibes, uh, I had a thought. Giving off vibes is, uh, I believe you can trust it, man, because I feel like people people act a certain way for a reason, you know, and depending on who it is, you know, depending on the people or whoever you're at, and not even just, it's not even pertaining just to people, though. This could be, you know, the vibe in the room when you walk into a room. This could be in a restaurant. This could be out at a, at a store or something, or when you're at work, something like that. You you walk in and oh, you, you feel the whole energy. Okay, you those those I can trust. You walk in and you feel, you know, it's like an aroma. Everybody has this feeling. You you walk in a room and it's like, mm, and you can feel the tension without even without even anybody saying a word to you. You can feel the tension, and you're like, okay, so. This is the vibe, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, whatever it may be, maybe people going through it, or you know, somebody got a problem with you, something like that. You know, I trust those type of vibes as well because you never know. You know what I'm saying? Nine times out of ten, when something happens like that to me, like when I feel a vibe about walking into a room or you know, meeting like a group of people or something like that, nine times out of ten, it may be correct. You know what I'm saying? That it's been proven to be correct. So I, I I chose vibes for people and I chose vibes for, you know, you know, you know, places and objects. <clears throat> I do too. I agree. Well when you put it like that, like the vibes of 
the vicinity around you, yeah, like when you're in a room and all that stuff, and yeah, I agree with that. Because if it's bad energy in the whole room, how, you can't miss that. Like, you feel it, and you can't ignore it. It's just like when it's awkward or like if if something yeah. that's just like if something happened in the room like if somebody just got cursed out or something, but you just happen to walk through the door afterwards and everybody's looking like um, yeah. then you kind of like well why what's going on hey everybody like why y'all looking right. like that so <laughs> those type of things yeah you can't ignore so believe I do trust those yeah believe it or not a lot of people do that a lot of people do tr- uh, judge people off of their the vibe that they're giving. Without even noticing, a lot of people do that. <laughs> Believe it or not, people will stop messing with other people because of the vibe that they gave them the day they met them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or the first time they Some met them. Some people be like, "She don't, I don't like her. Exactly. Or I don't like, like him." How can you judge somebody? Off I of feel something? like you cannot judge a person off of one encounter until you've literally been around talk to them at least maybe been around them for a very long time more than once at least yeah like yeah. i f- i feel like that's when you can start placing some type of judgment because there are people who naturally have that look mean or people that naturally sound aggressive mm-hmm. but that's not who they are mm-hmm. or that's not what they're really about that just may how they may come off at that particular moment or you have some people like you just have to. It's, it comes with time. It does. It comes so with time. I don't feel like that's <clears throat> something you can just judge a whole person's person from. You can I don't feel like you can do. But that. I feel like that's well, that's a problem within this generation of people. Of uh, you know, people just judge people off of anything nowadays. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't even get to the to the talking like they don't even have a conversation with the person right they're judging them off of what they wear yeah the type of phone they have mm-hmm. and everything so I'm, you can't even you can't even get to the vibes <laughs> part because you judging the person already you know That's true. <laughs> like i don't get it you know what i'm saying i don't i look i don't i try not to do things like that because like you like we just said you never know what somebody's going through so at least get to the vibes part. You know what I'm saying? To have a conversation with them to see what they got going on. Or not going going on, but just see where they head at, you know? To Who see they what are. type of vibe they give it off. Right. Then, you know, if it goes from there, then you can go on and be like, Okay, do I trust this vibe? You know what I'm saying? Whether it's good or yeah. bad. Maybe the person going through some or if it's a good vibe, you'll be like, Okay, well, I'll mess with that person next time, you know? Like I I'll hit that person up or if I see him again I'll have a conversation with him. Him or her, you know? Right. I agree. You definitely got to talk to them first. Mm-hmm. At least, like, two or three times. You can't, st- I feel like you still can't talk to a person one time and be like, oh, no, I can't talk exactly. to Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So very few cases where you can, but I feel like you can't just. Unless they've been outright nasty to you. All right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we don't do those, you know what I'm saying? So but you, but you, you never can know. just. You gotta just get to know a person just a little bit. Like you don't gotta be their best friend. You don't gotta talk to them for months and months and months and months and months. But get to have a few conversations first. Right. Can't learn. You can't learn a whole person's personality in one day or one encounter for just a few minutes. That's a fact. You gotta have some talks with them. You gotta take time. Some type of conversation. Yeah, that's a fact. I agree. 
All right, that's all I got to say about that one. <laughs> all right, well, that wraps up this segment, and uh, we'll be back at you guys soon. See you guys later. What it do, what it do. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Q&A Podcast. You already know I'm equal. Thank you. And today's topic, we want to talk about men and their emotions and what do we think when it comes to them and how they portray them. What do you think? Coming from, or you want me to go first? I mean... Sure, this we have problems with showing emotion. It's well, I can't speak for every man, but from the ones that were taught from a young age to, you know, keep your emotions in, don't show any. Especially emphasis on the ones that's showing, you know, uh, crying if you're upset and stuff like that. But it's okay to show anger and frustration and stuff like that so from the ones that were taught there from a young age it's really hard when they get to an adult when they become an adult to you know to break out of it because you've been doing it for so long since you was a you know since you was a child that when you get to an adult you're doing the same thing it's just when you become an adult you have things to deal with though and it, it becomes really really hard because you know when when the show if okay if you feel like you show you know too much the whole stigma behind men don't cry and if you show that you're upset or stuff like that about something people are gonna think that you're weak you know what i'm saying especially around women you know what i'm saying women or whoever you think are gonna make you you make it. You may feel like they may think you're weak if you show that emotion, but in actual reality, that's not the case at all. You know what I'm saying? It's actually unhealthy to keep all that bottled in, unless you found a way to, you know, you let it out. You know what I'm saying? When you by yourself or something like that, because you know everybody's not. Every man is not. You know, he man, Iron Man, and stuff like that. Everybody goes through something. Everybody deals with something. So, finding ways to cope with it is the best way. But to bottle it in, that's not good at all. Like you have to find ways to, to let it out. You know, because there's natural anger. You know what I'm saying? I feel like associated with being a man, it's just natural aggression. And, you know, it comes from, you know, our testosterone. But finding a way to release that aggression and that anger, such as playing sports or doing you know doing a bunch of things that's gonna allow you working out and allow you to release that anger some type of way in a healthy way you want to find healthy habits you know what i'm saying of releasing your you know your inside feelings because we don't show what we feel on the inside it's always the outside frame you know what i'm saying so women do too but as far as a man like we never show we we are taught to never show emotion at all so that's how I feel about it. I think that a lot of men, there are very few men that have no problem with showing their emotion. But, like you low said, percentage. very low. 
But like you said, that comes from... That's, that's growth. Yeah. And that comes from years and years as even growing up, even as kids, most boys are taught to don't don't be crying. You a boy, you got to toughen up, stuff like that. And I agree with those things, but to keep it, I don't agree with it being bottled in. You know right. what I'm saying? Don't bottle it in because that's only going to hurt you in the long run. But I agree with the toughening up part because you're a man. That's what that's what you're supposed to go through. It's kind of a like it's it's a, it's it got it has to be a balance because even though men because men are already naturally looked as tougher, harder, we run to men to protect us to for anything. Somebody breaks in the house, you looking for the guy that's in the house, or if you need something, or if you're afraid. So they're taught to be tough. And not just cry or whine, but at the same time, they're not taught to, you know what, veer your emotions towards somewhere else. Learn to balance your emotions. Don't let people who don't know you, like, see you cry or something like that. Well, that's like, the, well, that's it's the, just like, don't let nobody see you cry. That's the issue. Or don't cry at all. Some men never release that. So that is that becomes a problem because now they have all, like you said, all that built-up anger on top every everything in life that happens like men are always just expected to be the ones that's okay that's tough that's comforting us things like that but i feel like it should be okay for them to cry sometimes especially when things have been tough it's okay for them to say they're frustrated but i feel like they should be taught as those little boys learn to control your emotions not just shut them off or not just hide them but learn to control them learn when and where to express them and how and that your emotions are okay to have as a male. Well, that's the issue. They don't know how to control their emotions or release their emotions because it's been bottled up for so long and they've been taught a certain way. Mm -hmm. So they have to go recondition themselves and relearn how to do it. Right. You know, you know because it, it will never be fixed unless you Unlearn what you've been taught and re re reteach yourself, you know, how to do it. Because right. there's a way to release anger mm -hmm. and you know, sadness and happiness, even happiness. Yeah. People some some dudes are taught not to show not to get too happy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's that's, bad. that's crazy, you know yeah. What I'm saying? But you know, they have to teach themselves reteach themselves how to do it. It's sad because a lot of guys that's true. They're even taught not to be happy to a certain extent because I feel it's funny because if a guy walks into a room and he's smiling, he's just like, I just feel good. How y'all doing today? Sometimes people be like, okay, you in a good mood. You all right? What's going on? Like right. they expect something person, be, They expect something good to have happened right. to put why you in a good mood. Why can't a person be in a good mood? Like right. they're in a good Especially mood. A guy. That's a good thing. You want him to walk in there with a mean mug and yeah. you know what I'm saying? Just don't talk to nobody, just mean mug everybody, walk past everybody, forget y'all. Then you're gonna feel like, okay, he not messing with nobody. Like you don't mess yeah. with me like no bro. <laughs> I also feel like since you brought the point of like nobody ever teaching those teaching men as boys how to control the emotions or where to put the emotions like where to put them. It's funny because I feel that a lot of the people that are putting it in those little boys' heads to be strong, toughen up, 
wipe your face, don't cry. Those are the same people as adults who still probably don't know how to control yeah, their emotions. They're still trying to balance or their emotions. They're still trying to balance their life or they're still trying not to be emotionally overwhelmed with whatever's going on in life. Right. So as people, we all have to learn. We all have to find our outlet source. Like, what is our outlet to being happy? What is our outlet for when we're upset, when we're frustrated? What can we do to calm us down to where we have to learn that we can't take that out on other people? And as a society, we have to learn that it is okay for people to show emotions, especially our men because, and our boys, because as parents, as aunties, as uncles, as wives, anything, even when they're little boys and something's wrong, you want them to tell you what's wrong so you can help them. Even when you get with a guy and y'all are in a relationship, if something's bothering him, you would want him to be able to come to you and say, listen, I just need to talk to you. I had a bad day today. Or you want him to feel comfortable being able to, if somebody passes away, you want him to be comfortable to just be able to cry on your shoulder. And another thing is that I agree. Another thing is it's been so ingrained in in our heads that when it comes time for a man to, you know, get it off his chest yeah. to a woman or another person, it feels very, very awkward. Yeah. It's an awkward situation. You just like, do I do it or do I don't do it? Right. You know what I'm saying? And half the time they don't do it because they don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's... It's just like been it's bottled been, up, so it's just it's just like forget it. I'm natural, just I'm just going ahead and deal with it by myself. Yeah. You know, I'm going about my day. You know what I'm saying? But the like I said, you have to like re reteach yourself and go through it again so you can feel you, you comfortable. Can't be you're not gonna really way. be from you doing it if you're doing it since you've been doing it from a child, you're not gonna be really super comfortable with it at first. You know what I'm saying? But it takes practice, you know? You know what I feel like is a big thing with that? What? That I feel like another big thing with why certain people are just keep their... they rather keep them in, let nobody see. Because people will make you feel so uncomfortable. And like you said, another big thing is I feel like a lot of people are worried about, well, are you going to throw that back in my face later? Are you going to go tell somebody what I talked about? Because you, you do have some mean people out there. Like, if a guy came to you, he's upset, he's crying. He's just like, I had a long day. My job is this. Life not going good. I don't know what to do. Why are you crying? Yeah. Some people are going to be like, why are you crying? What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Or they'll be like, man, toughen up. Like, some people, they do automatically reject you instead of saying, okay, listen, let's take a deep breath. Let's talk about it first. What's going on? Okay, how can we fix this? Well, how are you getting a relief from everyday life to where your emotions and it's not all piling inside of you? So, or or you may have somebody that later on be like, man, you know, so-and-so was hurt. They was crying about this, that, and the third. And it's sad because a lot of guys have guy friends that will laugh at them. People will laugh at you for, for being any type of emotional right even if you're not crying and you're not mad i've seen guys where they like uh they like no nah, man i'm i'm chilling today you know man it's just crazy today 
But they're not trying to talk about it, but they're just trying to let you know, like, they're not in the mood to be all hyped today. Right. And their friends are just like, man, or they, like, clowning them about it or joking on them about it or picking on them about it. So that's another thing. We have to all let people know it's okay to not, we have to, we can't make them feel bad for showing their emotions or go talk about it to somebody else. Say, he was crying to me about this or he was talking about that or Go tell your friends what he told you out of comfort. Like, oh, this he got this going on at home. He lost his job. So I think that's another thing, too. I feel like that's why even a lot of women, why they, you know, that just all comes down to who you have in your circle. I feel like as you get older, you have to find those, in, in, even in men and women, you have to find that circle of people that's going to, that you can confide in. They're not going to judge you. They're just going to give you advice and try to help you. Right. But that I feel like that plays a big part in it too. Because you feel like you're going to get some type of backlash from it. Because right. as a kid, you know you're going to get in trouble. You're probably going to get in trouble for it. That's a fact. So as an adult, now you, so when you get like teenage years, you're getting picked on about it. So when you're an adult, you're getting even more punches in the back. Just for showing an emotion. Sometimes. So it's just like... And a lot of people they don't they don't they don't make you feel comfortable about it. So I can't I can't say it's just men that they don't like to show their emotions. I feel like society isn't raising them for them to feel like it's okay. And we have so many expectations from a man and a male and boys. We have so many high expectations from them that it just makes it seem out of the ordinary. For them to mm-hmm. have any type of emotion. And it's not what we expect. So I feel like, like you said, we have to change how we're raising the boys. Raising them as boys when it comes to the emotion. And we as ourselves, as the adults, as the parents and the relatives raising those boys. We have to also find our own source of outlet. Because sometimes we're telling them to keep their emotions in. But we not keeping them in ourselves. We yelling at them because they upset. But it's really because we upset. Not helping the situation. And that doesn't help. I've seen a lot of parents do that. They frustrated because they had a long day at work. And then your kid comes home. He's crying. And they're like, they're automatically yelling at you. What's wrong with you? Why are you crying? Instead of just being like, hey, hey, hey. Give me, talk to me today. What's going on? What's the problem? What's wrong? We have to let them know, like, it's okay to say what's wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay, if it's a situation where it doesn't require that much emotion, then okay, you can say, we don't have to cry about it today. But some things where it's like, if it's too much, then you can't tell them, you know, you can't make them feel bad about it. Because, you know, some kids will cry sometimes over anything. But when things are going on, you have to understand their feelings. Right. (laughs) Yep. So that wraps up this segment of the podcast, and uh, we'll see you guys later. All right, see you guys in the next episode.